Hello friends and welcome to the show. This episode of HR Oxygen is brought to you by Boss Builders University. If you're looking to train up your supervisors and managers, please check out our newest offering, The Art of Being a Great Boss. In this 13-month program, I'll be taking your managers through our driving results curriculum, and that includes topics on communication, performance management, motivation, delegation, problem solving, decision making, team development, and much more. The sessions are virtual, running one hour each month, and I'll do it using our popular sketch and seminar graphic art and storytelling format. No boring PowerPoints, stale stories, and outdated tools and techniques. The sessions are engaging and provide tactical, practical tools that can be used immediately after the sessions. For more information and pricing, visit us online at thebossbuilders.com. As an HR professional, you have probably suffered as much, if not more, than the rest of us who have faced isolation and quarantine and all the stress of COVID. Now, the challenge, of course, is that I know your industry pretty well, and I know it's already stressful. So what are you going to do to help yourself? Well, my guest today argues that HR professionals absolutely need community. Her name is PJ Trudeau, and this is what she does. She runs a group for HR professionals. It's a networking learning group that has a growing number of people that are really benefiting from community. You can't do it alone even in good times, but right now you absolutely need a team around you to help support you and give you the opportunity to support others. PJ is going to talk about what she does and how to get involved. She's a great person. I love to have her on the show. So let's let her do the talking. You know what to do. You're in the seat. Make sure your personal items under that seat in front of you. Make sure your tray tables have been all wiped down. Buckle up. It's time for us to take off. Should the cabin lose pressure, oxygen masks will drop from the overhead area. Please place the mask over your own mouth and nose before assisting others. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast, the show focused on the overworked, overwhelmed, and underappreciated HR professional. And now, here is the host of our show, the boss builder, Mac Monroe. PJ Trudeau, welcome to the show. Hello, very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad we could get together too. We're, we're talking virtually, as you can probably tell, and seems like that has become the way that people collaborate anymore is virtual, which is really ironic because what we're going to be talking about today is why HR professionals need community. And so back in the old days, of course, community was uh, sitting right next to people and being able to talk and share ideas. And of course, now everything has changed. And so we're going to be talking about not only why HR professionals need community, but what communities are out there that they can get involved in. So before we get to those questions, PJ, I was hoping you could share your background with us and what pushed you into this new venture. Absolutely. So I started back in HR at this point, seems like quite a long time ago, uh, but I kind of fell into it. Uh, I was working in retail at the time and it was an opportunity for me to move into what they still considered personnel, uh, if that if that says anything from a, a timestamp uh, period. But worked on doing training, staffing uh, within the uh, retail organization. And it was also better hours, which was great. Uh, but it was an opportunity for me to start helping uh, and to be in a community where I could 
really be feeling as I was giving back uh, to employees and helping them in their development. So continued uh, HR being one of those things that I could do in any industry, have had certainly some uh, interesting opportunities uh, working with uh, recruitment firms, uh, permanent placement, temporary placement, uh, went through that. Uh, Also then moved into uh, working with personal finance uh, and was there with the Kiplinger Washington editors for about eight years and really got to understand more about the editorial side of the world and how things worked from a personal finance standpoint. Um, Also during the IT, uh, big IT boom uh, was involved uh, in helping to start HR departments for startups, uh, which was really a lot of fun and challenging, but it gave me an opportunity to really fine tune my uh, HR skills so that I had an opportunity to identify what the needs were within these startups and how we could best build the HR department to meet what those needs were going to be. So in in doing all of this, it really helped me to understand why uh, HR was an area that I enjoyed so much. I love helping people. And what was the best way for me to do that? Uh, as I had said, it, it didn't make, it didn't matter what industry, uh, but it gave me an opportunity to work with people, but also to really help identify what the best balance would be for an organization and their employees so that they were both going to be successful. And what tools could I give the organization to do that? Uh, as well as what could I do uh, to help employees come to that that good understanding so it was productive and and beneficial for everyone. Uh, And have uh, also worked in the nonprofit world and kind of seen how that side uh, works. And ultimately, it, it all, HR looks the same regardless of the industry. And as we moved into the very challenging time that we're in now with COVID, uh, kind of put a, a different layer on top of all of it. And at this point, probably I would say uh, May of this year, really started to think about how I could personally, how I could reach out to other HR professionals to understand were they dealing with the same things that I was? Were they going through the same struggles that I was? Uh, and how could we help one another? What could we do to make sure that we were all on the same page as we were trying to move forward? And out of that, the HR Roundtable was born. So do you, would you say that it was COVID that pushed you to start the Roundtable? Or was this something that was sort of underneath the surface for a while? I had... Definitely thought about doing something, but as I, I think is is uh, typical, I kept pushing it off. As you know, what that's it'd be great to get together and to be able to share ideas with others, but something else always came up. Too busy doing day to day other projects at work. Uh, I think that there's always going to be something, and COVID was that great opportunity to really kind of stop and say, I need to really would love to be talking to some other HR professionals. And I know I have an opportunity to be able to help them, but I I think that they could be helping each other. I think that we could really identify some good ways uh, that we can work together, but also be able to share resources, um, you know, develop those networks that we always talk about doing and we help others do, you know, help that professional development And this was certainly something that had kind of, it was something that I'd always thought about doing, but truly had just never had the time to do it. And 
hard as it is, it sometimes seems uh, to believe that COVID gave you because you didn't have as much. Not that we have free time in HR. I don't think any of us have the free time, and COVID definitely gave us much more work on top of our day to day. But you like you didn't have the commuting. You didn't have so you, you did have a little bit of uh, what at least it felt like uh, extra time to be able to get on another call or to take a call. And I thought, you know what? Let me see how what people think. Would they want to get together? Would they want to talk about um, what they're experiencing? And is this the right time to do that? And it turned out it, it really has been. So when in your journey, you said you started off in what was called personnel and you made your way through that. Did you have any support along the way? Because it almost sounds like you sort of figured this out as you went along. Did you have a support system like the roundtable back then? No, uh, there was not the networks that there, there aren't the networks. They weren't available then uh, as they weren't as, as accessible. I think that a lot more. Uh, is accessible now. I think that one thing that's helped make the roundtable so helpful for others is that we do meet on a, a weekly basis, but it can be done virtually. And it's the ability to be able to reach people even in between that, you know, we can uh, get in touch through LinkedIn. You have all of these additional tools that are allowing us to do it now that when I was dealing with it, as I was going through my career, you didn't have that accessibility. And if you went to the meetings, you could certainly meet some additional, uh, you could grow your network slowly. Uh, you could go to some of the larger meetings, but it was it was nowhere near the same. And you didn't have the same accessibility because you didn't have the tools to do it, nor did you have the time. Whereas I think now we have the technology that's allowing us to do that. And it has really helped me to continue to develop the round table to be able to reach that many more people. Whereas I didn't have so, that. So for somebody who's listening right now that says, well, that, that round table sounds good, but I go to the SHRM meetings. What's your response to that? Is, is this a duplication or is there an additional value that you would get from the round table? I say there is definitely an additional value because this isn't something that you do once a year. Uh, the round table meetings are held weekly. Uh, with the roundtable meetings, you have an opportunity to attend. But like all of us, things come up. People can't always attend. So I also send out a summary on a weekly basis of what's going on, what we talked about. Here are the resources that came up in the meeting. So as a member of the roundtable, you are not only you have the ability to uh, get on the calls and network. You have an opportunity to go into the breakout rooms, talk with a small group of uh, HR professionals are different every time. But if you can't attend those meetings, you do get a summary that lets you know what's going on, what's being discussed, and what are the resources uh, that are available to you. Whereas with COVID, as an example, we were all being inundated with emails from all of these different sources that had so many different resources. And there was so much out there. Where do you begin? Where do you start? And the roundtable really helps narrow that down. It's curated resources for HR by, by HR. So people submit resources. They go on the website where there's a, an area specifically dedicated to all of the different resources that different organizations that HR has put together for their organizations, playbooks, policies, procedures, uh, whatever it might be, uh, even you know morale building tools, 
what they've done and what they've used. And those types of things are not as easily uh, identified when you're at a SHRM meeting, you know, and those meetings aren't as uh, integrated in that you can reach out to and work with these people at this meeting, or you can follow up and talk with them later. It's more of an ongoing conversation. And our, the goal of these meetings is to provide everybody the tools to help them address the challenges that they're dealing with on a day-to-day and to find solutions for those. And in doing that, you're networking with your peers, you're, you're significantly growing your network, but you're also helping, you're helping yourself to be able to do your job better because you have now more resources to do your job. Well, it sounds like it's a great opportunity. So aside from, because I'm only going to guess here that probably COVID has been one of the top topics for the roundtables, but aside from that, what other topics do you all discuss? Absolutely. Uh, We talk about, and we've really moved more. It's something that comes up on occasion as we're obviously dealing a lot with remote working, working in hybrid, hybrid, uh, develop you know, a hybrid department, or if you're having someone that's small amount of time from home, potentially having to go into the office, there are certainly those that have never left the office and how you deal with that as far as making sure that there's that uh, equity with everyone dealing with uh, DEI, how uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and how we are addressing that in our organizations uh, strategically, the challenges that we're facing now, uh, solutions for working parents, uh, certainly a concern when you've got so many children uh, working, you've got parents working remotely, you've got children that are trying to go to school remotely, and you've got parents trying to balance all of that, plus potentially additional uh, caregiving uh, situations that they may be dealing with with other family members. Uh, we've talked about recruiting, onboarding, uh, having to deal with talent management, now people going through open enrollment from a benefits perspective, morale is certainly a big topic that comes up. How do we keep employees engaged? You know, what's the best way to uh, make sure that we are continuing to have a culture that's engaged, but a culture that represents what our culture was back in the office or now in this hybrid environment? How do we address those things? And from HR's perspective, How are we addressing HR and their concerns and how are they getting the tools to do all of these great and wonderful things that we're talking about? Yeah, those, I mean, those, I attend a lot of SHRM conferences and those are the topics you might hear at a very high level, but you know, what do you have? Like maybe 15 minutes between sessions, you're racing and racing. And most people I see at SHRM are sitting in the corner on their phones, answering emails and, you know, trying to get caught up at work. So I don't know if they're going to get the level of engagement that it sounds like you're giving here in these roundtables. So who is the ideal person that would take part in your roundtables? Who would this really be aimed at? This would be aimed at an HR professional who is trying to manage their day-to-day along with addressing all of the other issues that typically come up within HR, your It could be very small HR departments, HR departments of one. Those, I certainly have uh, some much larger HR departments that are also involved in the roundtable because a lot of the same challenges do apply because you are dealing with trying to understand how to balance all of these different things and what's the best and most effective way to do that and to be able to 
utilize the right tools in doing it and have the right resources to access to do that. So I think for the roundtable, probably you're the, the sweet spot in being able to really assess and help those groups are definitely the smaller HR groups that just don't have the resources and have the budget, which we've certainly seen uh, a lot of budgets take uh, definitely a lot of hits uh, in the past few months. And HR is overhead. We're typically not a group that's going to have excess money funneled into us. So any way that we can help from a resource perspective, support, guidance, um, that's definitely the area that I try to focus on with the roundtable. Okay. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of people who are listening today that this is your sweet spot. And, and we're going to talk in just a few minutes about how do we actually engage with you to join the roundtables. But I also want to just talk a little bit more about what happens there. So aside from it sounds like there's obviously networking, there is passing along of maybe best practices and information, what other benefits would a person get in this HR roundtable community? Absolutely. Uh, Within the roundtables themselves, as I said, they're done on a weekly basis, um, looking to potentially also add an additional day because one day a week, you know, is not always the most beneficial depending on what everyone's schedules might be. But also within the roundtable, you have the meetings themselves that allow you to have a breakout session in the first half of the meeting with a smaller group of four to five people, and then a much larger group at the last half hour to then discuss topics uh, with the group overall. There's also additional one-on-one coaching that's available uh, to be able to help that individual either in their own professional development or to help them just talk about what's going on day to day. This is a safe space for HR, whether it be in the roundtable itself for with people that understand what they're going through or those one-on-one conversations. We also have uh, specific topic roundtables that are usually on a monthly basis uh, going to be, we're starting one on just D. Uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and doing that on a monthly basis and talking about what it is uh, that individuals are focusing on in their organizations, what should we be doing, and what do we, what does it look like in the future? We also have uh, other specific topics. Uh, we talked about earlier, you know, everything from managing remotely, how to best do that, culture. So specific topic roundtables that are also going to be beneficial for the individual roundtable members. Also being able to have access to all of the resources that are put together, uh, reaching out to me to say, hey, I've got a question I'd love to ask the group. Being able to get that information uh, out there, asking the questions, seeing the answers. We've got a LinkedIn group where that's able to occur. Uh, Also, I do polls every roundtable and then send that data out so that you've got some real-time data that you're receiving that has gone back. I've had many members come back to me to say, I took the information that we talked about at the roundtable that your poll did, was able to go to my CEO and talk about what others are doing in this area. We even had uh, someone came back to us to say, listening to the group, we were talking about benefit renewals and what everybody's medical uh, benefit renewals were coming in this uh, 
past season four. And he said, and I went back and said, no, I know I can do better because I know my peers are doing better with the renewals they're getting. I want told the broker, take it back. I want to, I know I can do better than what they're coming, you know, than what the medical provider is giving us. And I've had that occur enough times that I know we're making an impact because we're helping one another and making sure that we do have this community to be able to provide that benefit so that the organizations, you feel like you have some support. HR doesn't have anybody else to turn to. When they when they're, have a concern or a question or a frustration, who do they go to to talk to that understands really what it is that they're going through? Their job is to take care of everybody else. Their job is to make sure everybody else has what they need. So that's what the roundtable that that's the other big piece is that support that we provide to help them in their careers, their day to day, but it also help them personally in their professional development as they move forward. What would your response be to somebody who's listening to this that says, you know what, that all sounds fine, but I really don't have time to be in a community. I really don't feel like I need a community. What would you tell that person? I would say there are always going to be questions there are always going to be areas that you need additional support on. There are always resources that you need to do some research on. And the HR Roundtable can take care of that for you, provide you that information, that guidance and that support and potential solutions. Uh, and especially when you least expect it. Uh, it's when you get a request, when you have a mountain of work to do and your CEO says, you know, I need to understand what engagement, you know, what the level of engagement is and the best way for us to achieve that. How do we go about identifying that? I want you to develop a survey. I want you to come up with different ways to achieve it. These are all things that someone else has already gone through or addressed. And that's what this community can help with. Reaching out to me and saying, who do we know? Who have you talked to? What are you aware of in this area that I can then either have the information immediately or find it because we've got such a great network and community that can help one another to be able to do our jobs better and to help support us in what we're doing. Because a lot of times that support isn't there internally simply because it's just not built into the organization's budget or into the corporate structure. Well, you've absolutely convinced me that this is definitely something to think about. So the last question I had for you, PJ, is if somebody is listening to this today and says, man, I, I need to be part of PJ's HR roundtable, how do we find it? Would love to have anybody who would uh, like to have that support join us. They can find us at the hrroundtable.com. Uh, right on there, you can click on the member section. Uh Fill out that information there. We'll send an email directly to me and I will most definitely be in touch. Or if they've got questions, they can certainly reach out to me at patricia at hrroundtable.com. That sounds great. Well, if you are listening to this today, you are probably multitasking because you're overwhelmed, overstressed, and often underappreciated. I think you need community. So again, if this sounds like something that is for you, please check out PJ at the hrroundtable.com. PJ, I appreciate you spending some time with us today to talk about something that I know is very important to you. And uh, best of luck as you grow this community into something very, very special. Thank you so much. I certainly appreciate you having me and having an opportunity to talk about something that I'm definitely very passionate about. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the HR Oxygen Podcast. We hope you found something today that will relieve your stress, feed your soul, and pump you up to face another day. At Boss Builders, we want to let you know that we appreciate the hard work you do every day as an HR professional. And as a reminder, always make sure to adjust your own oxygen mask before attempting to help those around you. Be well.